Hey guys, I bet you weren't expecting to listen to me um, right now, but I wanted to interrupt this episode before it even starts really quickly, just because I wanted to make something really clear. Unfortunately, I relayed some incorrect information to Kevin, and I told him that Daniel um, is a youth pastor. And unfortunately, that is not correct. Daniel is involved with the youth and he does work with the youth at his church. He has been at his church since there was only 13 people congregating and he has really grown with his church since then. And who knows what the Lord will do in his life, if he will be a youth pastor later on or not. Um, but that is currently not the case. So I just wanted to make that clarification and apologize to Daniel um, on the record for that. But without further ado, I'm going to let you guys get into the episode. Hey, friends and family, this is Kevin Cruz from the FTK podcast. That's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. And today we have a follow-up interview with uh, worship leader and youth pastor Daniel Dean from the Bay Area. And he's going to answer a few of our questions regarding his platform with TikTok and how he gets inspiration to create content and so forth. So Natalie, my co-host, will be asking him some questions. Hope you guys enjoy. So Daniel, I'm so excited that you're here. As we've said this like so many times, I feel like we just keep repeating that. We're just so excited that you're here with us. But can you kind of just talk to us um, and share with our listeners about what really brought you onto the platform of TikTok? Yeah, definitely. So it all started as a joke. (laughs) I feel like that's what everyone on TikTok says. It starts as a joke. Um, But for me, I wasn't really planning on being on TikTok. I had downloaded it because I needed a filter from TikTok for one of my videos. And my pastor was like, hey, TikTok makes it super easy to record. Just, you know, um, use the filter and then delete TikTok. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but my brother was on TikTok <laughs> and he was just like watching videos and he kept sending me videos. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna keep this app. Uh, one day I worked up the courage to post a video it wasn't um, it wasn't a Christian video. It was just me talking about how much I love my baby brother and how much he grew up. But um, for some reason, I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to keep posting stuff. Um, and so I would post like once or twice every now and then. Um, but I wasn't really into TikTok at all. I was just kind of posting just to be, you know, have something in common with my little brother even though he's not so little, he's 22, but um, it kept us like close to each other, I guess. Um, I think the moment I decided to stay on TikTok was when I realized like, wow, I can actually make friends on here. And so, you know, I started making friends, started talking to just a bunch of random people who are so cool. Um, hearing people's story about church, being able to pray for people, being able to see, um, or being able to see that, you know, God is using TikTok as a platform to encourage other believers. And I was like, oh, cool, I might as well stay on it. And that's kind of like how I ended up on TikTok. 
That's so cool. And honestly, I totally feel you. My siblings, um, for weeks, if not months, kept sending me videos, um, like TikTok content. And to be honest, I'm kind of whack. So I wouldn't like open the links. Now I admit, I'm like, dang, I should have opened them because I bet they would have been funny. But when people send me stuff, like most of the time, like I don't really open videos, just so horrible. But uh, just being totally honest. And then I don't even know what really got me on TikTok, but I think I was just bored and like the quarantine got to me. So I downloaded the app and then I just came across a really cool community on TikTok of believers. And it's just so dope because I feel like I could mention a couple people and you would know who I'm talking about. And I feel like the community's just become so um, tight knit and it's just really cool. But yeah, you've definitely become one of my favorite TikTokers. So whenever you like upload content, I'm like, yay, Daniel uploaded. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. Um, talking about TikTok creators um, on the platform, who would you say are two, maybe three of your favorite creators on TikTok? Ooh, <laughs> I feel like this is tough because I'll be honest, I don't watch that many TikTok videos. Um, but out of the people I am following, um, and I, there's only like a small amount of like people I follow that are actually content creators. Cause usually I just follow like family members or like my closest friends and they don't really post anything. Um, but for me, it would be, and I don't know if you know any of them, translating Christ, um, is my absolute favorite, um, I don't even know if she's a Christian TikToker or just like a content creator. Because <laughs> I feel like to be a TikToker, you got to do like funny stuff. But her stuff is very informational, um, very like seeking the truth kind of stuff. Um, Bible Flex guy is probably my second. He was one of the reasons I stayed on TikTok. <clears throat> um, really great content. Uh, and then I guess third one, just so I have like a, TikTok, TikTok content creator, and I feel like I'm gonna be butchering her name, but it's like Jojo Putiri or something like that. Um, she is a worship leader from Florida, and the reason I follow her is I joined one of her lives, and just to see, like, you know, when you talk to someone and you can see, like, God is definitely moving in your life. Like, I was like, man. I have to follow this girl. Like, I want to see how God is going to move in her life. I want to see how God is going to change her over the next like a few years. How God is going to, you know, grow her to be that worship leader He has called her to be. How God is going to grow her, you know, as she serves in youth ministry. How God is going to grow her as, you know, a godly woman. And it's just so encouraging to see, especially since she's younger than me, to see someone that is younger than me, so on fire for Christ, so willing to obey in God's call for her and to really seek after who God is. And so, yeah, those are my two, maybe three. <laughs> that is so cool. I totally feel you. Um, I personally, like I've gotten to this point where I follow a bunch on people on TikTok. Like I'll be like, ooh, this is funny, follow. Ooh, that was really good, <laughs> follow. But yeah, I would definitely have to say Translating Christ is also like in my top blank number <laughs> she's really her content, her content is really awesome and I would consider her a TikToker because I feel like even though she's not doing perhaps like the TikTok challenges or whatever um mm -hmm. she's still putting out really fire content on the platform 
and not that you asked me, but I have to say also some of my other <laughs> favorite uh, TikTokers on there. I've already said that you're one of my favorites, but also um, this guy named Cookie Viper. Um, if you have not watched his content, you have to. He's so funny. Um, but yeah, he also does Christian content. And then also this guy, um, CJ Sharon, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his content is so freaking funny. And I just love how <laughs> he has like over 50K followers on the platform, but he always replies back to all of my comments. And I'm like, bro, how do you do it? Like, show me the way. <laughs> You're so cool. And there's this other guy who I can't, I don't have his username, but I think it's like ZK. I'm creepy if this is right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was close. It's Z as in Zach, C as in carpet bender, and he just does. Here, I'll show you. This guy, have you seen his content? Oh, I have not. <laughs> no, I'm gonna send you his videos. No. It's so freaking funny, especially for people who are. I'm not a teacher. Um, or I don't teach at my church. I don't teach the children or anything like that. But, um, I do believe that it's something that the Lord's gonna use me later on but we shall see stay tuned mm -hmm. just kidding but um he does a lot of really good content that i think teachers could use he kind of grabs little stories from the bible and um just kind of recreates some like a modern language and runs with it so freaking funny but um nice. yeah he's cool but okay any who's is so <laughs> how do you come up with content you've came up with some really creative things at least from that i've you know, have the opportunity to see, is there anything, is there a specific process or do you just like look at something and you're like, okay, whatever, let me just run with that. Or yeah. I have no process when it comes to my TikTok. And I know a lot of, so I don't really consider myself a content creator because like, I don't sit down and say like, I'm going to play my TikTok schedule. I'm going to do this on TikTok. It's more like random things that I feel like Sometimes it's mostly things that I think would be funny. <laughs> and those ones are the ones that no one laughs at. <laughs> there are just things that I post that are like me being dumb. Like I had a video of me just being dumb. And based on a true story, I, I forgot to plug in my guitar while I was leading worship on our Zoom call. And so all you hear is my voice singing and no guitar. And I was like, uh, I can't believe this happened. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm just going to post it because I treat... Um, my TikTok and my Instagram, <clears throat> almost like a diary of like things that happen in real life. So my TikTok consists about like, things that I've experienced in church, um, things I've learned through my journey of Christ, or just like inside church jokes that people might get. Um, there, I very am, or I am so very, random when it comes to TikTok and my content is all over the place. Um, I don't like post things because I am like, oh yeah, people are going to love this and kind of things. I just kind of post it because I'm like, uh, I think it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that would kind of be my process. I am not too, I'm not too like focused on my TikTok platform, I guess, as a lot of TikTokers would think mostly because I'm more there to like talk to people than I am to like, um, or I want to engage with people. I don't want to just push out content to people's faces, if that makes sense. And have people be like, oh yeah, I'm going to consume this and then never know who is watching my stuff. 
if that makes sense. Like I want to be like a two-way kind of thing, which is why I was very happy back when I had like, I mean, I still kind of have like a smaller following compared to people, but like for me, 200 was like the ideal. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my TikTok process. <laughs> okay, I totally feel that. Honestly, dude, to me, like, your content is so freaking funny because it's so relatable like when you I, I saw the one about you jumping on the zoom and like your guitar not being plugged in or whatever <laughs> and I was literally dying because I was like that is so relatable and that is the story of my life like that, <laughs> that would actually happen to me you know so I feel like a lot of people relate to that and not to sound creepy or anything but because I do follow you and I do watch your content like I do get the opportunity to see you talking to people and I love how you do engage with the people who comment on your content and that is so dope and I feel like that is what should separate us in our community of like the Christian community versus the community of like maybe other people who are not Christian because sometimes they're um enough to say that Christians can't have this perception but I see it so much more like in the secular world of like they just want to go in there to be famous you know mm -hmm. but our objective if it's really to make Christ known if it's really to share the gospel then it should be people-centered it should be Christ-centered it should be relationship-centered you know um again should and um I do see that a lot in your videos and in your content and and a lot of the other creatives that I follow on TikTok, which is really freaking cool. Um, but yeah, with that being said, would you say that TikTok is a, a platform where only um, skits and like challenges can be done? Or do you think it's possible to address more serious, um, and I'm saying that like with quotation marks, because I mean, ser what something, something that's serious to me may not be serious to you, you know, but like, yeah. Do you think it's possible to have deeper conversations or address deeper topics and or issues or no? What do you think? Um, I think now more than ever, it probably could be, especially with like everything shifting on TikTok. I wasn't there during Musical.ly. Um, my account is only like two or three or maybe four. Like I haven't been on TikTok that long. Um, but now I see when I first hopped on early in the year, I remember it was mostly like all I saw was like dance kids and just you know people having fun people like just being happy and then it kind of shifted to like more informational kind of stuff especially as you know people my age <laughs> kind of hopped on um you know it became less like oh let's have fun together and just be a community to more like five things you need to learn or like here are three tips that'll get you through life or just like you know it became it naturally became more serious as people saw that it was a platform that people were using um which makes sense and so i think now more than ever like if we were post like serious content like maybe a year ago i'm pretty sure people would have been like what is this guy doing on tiktok but now i think it is much more like accepted it is something people are actually looking for now. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with like how TikTok throws the content out, like, um, like people will see it, like numbers are like increasing. Um, when you post a video, like it goes through that like whole process of whatever they do to like get it sent to a number of people. And it's so easy to get a message out super quickly um, to get a lot of views in such a short time. 
Whereas like, let's say YouTube or Instagram, Instagram, like I post something, two people like it. <laughs> YouTube, I share something, or I don't share something, but I do have like a couple side projects that I work on. And it's like 15 views after like five days, which isn't like bad. Cause it's like YouTube and Instagram, very different kind of algorithm. Yeah. But TikTok is like such an easy way to get your information out there, to make your information known. And it would only make sense, I guess, for people to start posting serious stuff there, especially like with a day like today, <laughs> yeah. um, where everyone wants to be known rather quickly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like um, that's, kind of like the reason why in the beginning I didn't really care about TikTok because I was like I don't care about dances I don't care about whatever I was actually off social media um for a while I just jumped back on like when we really started the podcast and stuff um just to be able to connect with people more and to be able to put out the content that we are creating on these platforms just so that you know whoever's meant to listen can have the opportunity to listen to it but um when I actually gave TikTok a shot which is in the beginning of the quarantine if I'm not mistaken it really kind of blew me out of the water because I found myself laughing so hard. I found myself crying. I found myself praying for people. I found myself um, just being so touched. And a lot of my really close friends still aren't on TikTok. Like Kevin, for example, is not on TikTok. Um, my cousin, who's my best friend, is not on TikTok. Some of my close girlfriends aren't on TikTok. So a lot of people in my community aren't on TikTok and I've gotten super invested like in these people's lives. Like <laughs> I think once you start like laughing and crying and praying for people, um, I don't know, at least me, I'm just such an emotional person and I just, I love building relationships. So I've just gotten so invested into the people that I've met through TikTok, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's possible to be able to put fire content deeper content thought-provoking content on tiktok and um it's because i've witnessed it i've seen it mm -hmm. yeah um how i don't know if you've really seen this because you've mentioned that you're not really <laughs> even though you create on tiktok you're not really on tiktok a lot but i don't know if you've witnessed this at all then um but i have i've seen a lot of conversations sparking up on tiktok regarding false teachers and um a lot of TikTok creators calling out false teachers who aren't necessarily on TikTok. So what I mean by that is uh, evangelists, teachers, pastors, etc., cetera, um, who have larger followings. So a lot of TikTok creators, right, have been calling these um, teachers, evangelists, prophets, whatever you want to call them, pastors out for being a false teacher. And that was like one thing I witnessed, but then something else I witnessed was also these content creators on TikTok in their Christian community calling out other content creators, some of them even being minors, um, and just calling them out and being like, oh, you listen to blank person? They're a false prophet. That means you're deceived. And then um, when I was first seeing all of this, like as it was happening, to be totally honest, I was just so sad um and just so overwhelmed and not because people were being called out or people were being whatever but it was to me like i just saw so much of it being rooted not in love and not being rooted in hey i want to call this person out for the sake of the community because i don't want you to be deceived or i want to make sure that you are following you know jesus of the bible or you know, whatever. I just saw so I just saw it as an attack. So I just kept praying and asking God to kind of like open my eyes and open my heart and like show me 
how I can contribute in the midst of this because I saw a lot of kids and I checked minors being like am I going to hell because I listened to x person does that mean I'm not saved because I listened to x person honestly I can go on forever but what are your thoughts on all of this um I, you don't have to agree with me obviously but what do you think with everything that's happening have you seen this happening how does it make you feel yeah so I actually have seen that a lot and I kind of have the first I had like that um reaction of sadness at first right like yeah we should be calling out false teachers we should you know obviously be want or yeah be wanting to like correct anyone who's leading astray like that's part of the gospel if they're if they don't know the true gospel for what it is then like then it isn't the gospel <laughs> like essentially Amen. yeah like we want people to be on the right track we want to make sure people know who Jesus is, right? Um, and I honestly have been praying about that um, over the past week because I'm. I think it started like two weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. Not really started two weeks ago. Like there were always people like calling out false teachers. Right. Um, there were always people who were like doing this and this, and you know, obviously there's disagreements um, because. A lot of them also could be taken out of context. A lot of them are, you know, them nitpicking up little words. And it sometimes it's almost like, are you looking at Christian principles? Or are you looking at your preference for certain things? Like mm -hmm. a lot of it is like this person speaks a certain way. He tries to share the gospel a certain way that doesn't serve me. That doesn't mean it doesn't serve other people. So good. Um, Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like what touches like what touches me isn't going to touch someone else in the same exact way. Yes. Um, but we want to make sure is that it's the gospel of Christ that is being preached. Yes. <clears throat> um, when it comes out to calling people out and just going back to that. And when I saw people calling each other out, it sounded, it looked, it looked less more of like, a, and you can correct me on this. It looked more or less of a Christian thing and more of like an image thing. Um, it looked, less than i'm going to defend the gospel rather than i'm going to defend myself yeah. because people weren't people weren't really defending themselves rather mm -hmm. being hostile towards each other yes. um and i god gave me a lot of verses actually but i'm just going to share one mm -hmm. um which is but in your hearts revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have mm, yeah. and that's usually where people stop at that verse it's uh, 1 Peter 3, 15 through 16, by mm -hmm. the way. Um, but after that, it says, but do this with gentleness and with respect, yeah. keeping a clear conscience so that when, so that those who speak against you and against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Yes. And a lot of the times we forget, yes, I'm speaking the truth, but how am I you know, how am I conveying this message? Mm -hmm. If I'm like speaking a truth and slapping someone in the face, like yeah. they're not going to be getting it. Like For they can sure. be like, oh, you, you treat, you, uh, you speak this, but the way you behave, the way you act, the way you live your life doesn't line up in this. If we're going to say, yeah, I love someone, like how are you going to love them in almost the hostile, hateful way, you know? Yeah. Like you can love someone and share the truth without shoving it down their throat. Yeah. And then a lot of people are like, you know, we're called to judge this way. We're called to judge this way. 
we're called to leave the judgment of non-believers to Christ. Yes. And then we're called to judge each other as we would a brother and sister. Yeah. And like, if you're not going to treat your brother and sister like this, why would you treat someone you don't know like this? Just because they're thinking something else, you know? Yes. Um, James 3, 17 to 18 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the times we forget like the fruits of the spirit, like when we are operating our mm-hmm. and communicating, are we like looking at the fruits of the spirit? Do they reflect on us? Are we honoring God and how we treat others? And are yeah. we honoring others and how we treat others? Yeah. And yeah, cool. Sometimes like we have our own, and I don't mean to like place this word over everyone who does this, but like, it's easy to get self-righteous. It's easy to be about ourselves and say, you know, I'm defending the gospel. We're in, in our heart. We just want to be right. Yeah. Sometimes we're called to listen and understand why someone is, you know, thinking a certain way. And yeah. then we don't just call them up and or call them, call them out and leave them there. But we call them out on it, and then we call them up and teach them the right way yes. to correct each other. Oh my god! And not just be like, "This person doesn't know what they're talking about." Block them, leave them. Like that's not what God tells us to do. If we see someone stumbling, we're to be patient and gentle with them, and yes. we're supposed to correct them. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, this person is too far gone." No one is too far gone from what the gospel. What does that even mean? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's when we begin to doubt the power of the gospel itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kind of what I think about the whole thing. Like I was very heartbroken when I first saw it, especially like when it's a bunch of older Christians going against newer Christians. Like yeah. obviously if they've been a Christian for a year or if they're like relatively young compared to you, they're not going to know everything like they're not gonna have the same experience they're not gonna have the same wisdom they may have that zeal to share but they're not gonna have the same kind of relationship as you are and it's our job as like brothers and sisters as fathers and mothers spiritually to teach them and to instruct them not to like shame them for being spiritually illiterate or whatever everyone is calling each other you know yeah but yeah. <laughs> so good. I 150 million percent agree <laughs> with every word that just came out of your mouth. I was actually, um, last night I was talking to my friend, um, I'm, and I'm not going to go on a tangent because I am like the CEO <laughs> of tangents, but <laughs> just bear with me. I'm going to bring it right back around to what we're talking about, but we were talking about everything that's happening. Um, I'm sure you have seen, um, in regards to the murder of George Floyd. And um, <laughs> we were just talking about that last night because there was a post that when I first read it, I was like, yeah, like, yes to this post. And I shared it with my friend and um, she's black and I just shared it with her. And I really don't know why I shared it with her. I just felt led to share this post with her. So I just shared it with her, whatever. There was no um, ulterior, um, ulterior motive behind me sharing that post with her. I was just like, this is really good. So I shared it. And she shared a lot of things with me. Um, 
a lot of the things that I was like, yeah, about, she was like, this could have been more rooted in love, the way that this person said. There's a lot of misplaced anger. And we just had a conversation that honestly really was convicting. And I was just laying there and I was like, man, that I get so caught up in wanting to see justice happening here that I disaligned myself from the love of God and from the will of God um, in regards to everything that's happening, right? Because at the end of the day, God is the judge. And if we don't see justice on this land, we will see justice <laughs> when we get to heaven, you know yep. what I'm saying? Well, or when we get to where <laughs> some, you know what I'm saying? I'm not funny, yeah. it's not funny. But um, we will see justice past this life is what I should say. And um, I just really was like, man, God, like, I just want my heart to be aligned with yours. I want to grieve, yes, about the things that you grieve. I want to partner with you in the things that burden you. And I know, and I can say this confidently and boldly, that this grieves God, um, seeing what's happening with his creation, killing his creation. Um, but this is nothing, it's not new. There's nothing new under the sun. And um Anyways, it just was kind of like a little checkup, uh, wake up call for me last night. I was like, dang, I don't want to allow my emotions to rule me in a rule um, in my heart, you know, um, when it should be the word of God. And the word of God was not what was being, uh, what was ruling me last night. And it reminded me of this passage I was reading in Mark 3, um, when Jesus wanted to heal on the Sabbath and the Pharisees were like, but why? Like it's the Sabbath. And I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not reading this uh, <laughs> from the Bible, but <laughs> the, Pharisees, the, the Pharisees were like uh, upset or whatever that Jesus wanted to heal on the Sabbath. And it says Jesus was angered by their hearts, the position of their hearts. And yet his anger led to sadness because then he went from being like oh my gosh their hearts to them being sad about their hearts to then jesus still continuing to heal um the man on the sabbath actually let me just pull it up because i don't want to get out of context or anything but yeah jesus <laughs> was first angered by their hearts he was saddened by their hearts and he still healed the man and to me that just showed like the humanity and the deity in christ because he was mm -hmm. like taken back by the fact that they were like why would you want to heal this man on the sabbath but he still walked and chose love because he's god and he's jesus like he's not gonna be like i'm angry so screw you and you know choose yeah. to heal him out of spite you know what i'm saying he still chose to heal him out of love because of who he is and it just really what like that reminds me of was kind of my conversation last night with my friend that i was like dang like i okay yes there's anger and yes there's emotions yes there's frustration right but we shouldn't allow that to get in the way of the love of God and choosing to do things in a loving way. Because at the end of the day, we could be saying something that's totally right. But if it's not rooted in love and the love of Christ, then it's just noise. And I don't want to be a noisy person. I don't want to be a noisy Christian. I don't want to be a noisy disciple. I want to be someone completely rooted in love. And I feel like that's what I've been witnessing a lot of on TikTok community. I mean, there's tons of communities where this is happening. But um, cause we're addressing TikTok. I've just seen it. And I'm like, it's so sad. Cause I'm like, yes, there is a place to call teachers out and sure go ahead and warn people. But there's just a more, I feel like there's a different route that we can take. And I feel like the route that we have taken has honestly caused a lot of division. And it's mm -hmm. almost like these two groups of people. And I'm like, guys, we're one body. Like these things shouldn't be splitting us up. And even if we think that someone is deceived because they're listening to 
okay let's just okay i'm gonna say an example joel um joel austin right if you think this person is deceived or uh whatever the heck it's like why would you not want to speak to this person in love so that they could mm -hmm. actually see the gospel instead of you yelling at them and telling them they're deceived and now you're causing all this confusion and frustration because now this 16 17 18 19 however you're old baby in christ is like am i going to hell yeah. so then am i going to hell am i doomed you know and it's just so frustrating it's honestly been frustrating and i was just like in the shower and i was just like praying and i was like god like how do i contribute to this in a positive way and honestly i've just been going and leaving nice comments to people and just like praying <laughs> for these people because i'm like man like this needs to end you know like this i want to stand united on truth and i want to stand united in the righteousness of christ and i don't want to stand united on lies and on deception and I'm just like, what is the best way? Because I feel like at the end of the day, people are going to pull Bible verses to back up what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm like, is it rooted in love? Is it rooted on the foundation that it should be? Um, but yeah, sorry, I feel like I go on a rant about this forever. Because honestly, it is, it is frustrating and it is upsetting. And it sucks that so many people are being confused and feeling like, oh, am I going to hell now? It's like, no, it's not even too late. Like if you're breathing right yeah. now, even if you were listening to someone or you were under the leadership of someone who is a wolf in sheep's clothing, that doesn't necessarily have to affect directly your salvation. Um, but yeah, anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last thoughts before we move on to the next question? Yeah, um, I just remember when I was praying about it, God gave me the scripture from Second Timothy, uh -huh. two twenty three to twenty six, and I hope this doesn't sound like hard. <laughs> but it just says, "Don't have anything to do with uh, foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. Yeah. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind, able to teach, and not resentful. Yeah. Opponents they must be gently instructed." and hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of truth. And they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive. And man, when I look at that, like everyone might be like, oh, you know, that's in context of speaking to a non-believer. But it says right there, a Lord's servant must be what? Not quarrelsome, yeah. must be kind to everyone, able to teach and not resentful. And I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of our maybe pushiness in this subject comes from resentment mm. um and it says how will um how can we hope that god will grant people repentance leading them to the knowledge of truth they must be gently instructed yeah. and so <laughs> kind of going back to what you were saying like man like are we coming from a place of love are we yeah. true like if we ask ourselves and ask god to search us not do I think I'm coming from a place of love, so, but if I asked God to search me and said, hey, God, am I coming from a place of love? Yeah. What would God say, you know? Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. And I feel like we need to be like reminded and stand on the truth that we are going to be judged for everything that comes out of our mouth, you know, for mm -hmm. every thought that we have entertained in our mind. Um, and not just that, but even the damage that we have caused with our words to yeah. the, the walk of another brother and sister. And um, that is something that's really heavy. And I feel like oftentimes, if I'm being honest, even I'll forget about that. But then praise the Lord, because I'll be reminded of that. And then I'm like, okay, 
yeah, God, let me, let me really be <laughs> careful, you know? And I feel like I've, I don't know. I feel like there is a time and a place for righteous anger. Mm-hmm. And, but even then what is being produced from that righteous anger, like Jesus, when he still, he was angered by their hearts, literally is what the Bible says. And he was saddened by the fact that they still did not understand why he wanted to heal this man on the Sabbath, do a good work on the Sabbath. And he still did it in love for him, for his creation, for the man. He still ended up healing him. And I'm just like, okay, I want to, if I'm even feeling righteously angry, I want to still allow that, right? Like, okay, God, this sucks. This is heavy. But what can we do? What can we do in love for the people that I'm, not angry with, but angry at the position of their heart, the posture of their mm-hmm. heart. And how can we do this in love? And I've just been praying for all parties, praying for myself, praying that we can just walk in wisdom, walk in unity. Um, I think yeah. it's John 17, 21. Let me pull it up. Oh, yeah. And that's really that been, <laughs> yeah, that's really been my uh, prayer for the TikTok community. Um, and Jesus is saying that, is it Jesus, John 17, 21, that all of them may be one is his father. Just, okay, no, let me go back. Let me go. I think it's Jesus, John 17, 20 to 20 something, 26. Okay. So starts at 20, uh, John 17. I keep saying Jesus 17, John 17, (laughs) uh, 20. It says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I am them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Then the world will know. When we walk in unity, then the world will know. Oh, Lord. But um, (laughs) but yeah. That's actually one of the theme verses we have for unity here in the Bay Area. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Uh, With all that being said, how do you feel about the responsibility of your platform that you have, especially as your following grows? Yeah, that's a good question. I hope it doesn't grow. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, hey, I think the Lord give us and the Lord take us. <laughs> after, you know, seeing <clears throat> everything that's going on, um, I don't know, I've always kind of stayed out of, like, that whole realm of teaching in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had mentioned earlier, my content is more for relatability. Um, kind of things like people who grew up in church or maybe not even grew up in church because I I didn't grow up in church but people who are like serving in church people who are currently in church just like little things that they would relate to I think as I do post some more serious stuff because I've always had like serious stuff I wanted to post but it was never really you know it would feel weird to like post like one serious video then like 10 videos of me just being dumb in front of the camera and then one go back to one video um but I think for me it's just to be careful and be discerning and really just surrender it all to the Lord um as much as it's my name on the account it is God's hand that is on 
the platform um and i have to recognize and realize like if he wants me to post something post it um and if it's just something for me as long as it's god honoring and people honoring like then i'll probably just continue with my comedy stuff but there are definitely some things god has put on my heart um one of the videos i recently posted following like up with my mom was kind of like that whole you know leave a prayer request and then pray for someone else's comment kind of thing and i feel like god really put that on my heart um to really start praying for people on the platform like personally for things that they are going through and so i've had more dms than i have comments on that one and just people like kind of opening up what i could be praying for and i do take each prayer that i receive or prayer request that i receive seriously um and it all kind of goes back to the culture of my church how we are very a prayerful body of christ um and really believing in it for them also because like man i know they're praying for me and i've seen like prayers being answered in my life and like as long as i'm lifting it up to god there's nothing bad about praying you know <laughs> like if it doesn't happen then it's okay like maybe it wasn't god's will to happen but like if i can say like hey i'm gonna pray for you and i have the opportunity to pray for someone and be there with them and you know, contend with them, to believe with them, to intercede with them, then I'm going to take that opportunity um, because I know what it feels like to sometimes be praying, especially for such a long time. And like, I myself wanted to give up at some point, but I know that there were people in my church who were praying for my family along with me. Yeah. And when you're not praying alone, like it just changes everything. Yeah. But, I yeah. <laughs> so freaking good. It's just, it's crazy because um, I was, when I first gave my life to Christ, I was in so much like bondage. Um, and there's, I mean, we can go into it, <laughs> but uh, like, <laughs> not for the sake of time. But um, I was in so much bondage. And one of the things I was in bondage in was what would people think of me mm -hmm. um, if I opened my mouth and prayed, right? And it was just because I had this perception of everyone's looking at me, everyone's thinking bad about me, everyone is out to get me, like whatever, right? which is all a lie straight from the pit of hell. Um, at least not in my church, but anyways, um, <laughs> might be different for other people. And I feel you, I'm sorry, but um, I'm very fortunate. I have a very loving, um, tight-knit community. And anyways, I really struggled with praying out loud. And I feel like, um, I don't know who said it, maybe it was Kevin. I don't know who it was, but someone told me it's not about, someone told me it's not about um, the person who's praying and what they're praying, mm -hmm. but it's about the person that's listening and the person that's listening is our father. Um, and once I just really like heard that and I believed it in my heart to be true, I've just been praying ever since. <laughs> and I've been praying at church. I've been praying at home. I've been praying everywhere. And, um, it's been really cool to see my relationship with the Lord develop in that way. So, um, yeah, I take it upon myself when I see things on TikTok, on Facebook, wherever in person to just pause and pray. And I've also mm -hmm. learned that it doesn't have to be this huge, crazy, like you're going in to intercede. I mean, sometimes it can be for sure, but, um, sometimes just even like, Lord, bring peace upon X person, you know? Yep. And it's about who's listening and he is the one that is in full control. Um, and just living a life that's completely surrendered to that and believing that and being, um, yielding to that has transformed my prayer life. But um, 
any who's a C. I told you, I'm like the CEO. <laughs> but um, okay, so we're coming up to our last question, Daniel. Um, I have been very touched by the content, uh, the content that you've put on your TikTok. I've been very touched by the content a lot of other creators have put on their platform. Ideally, what would you like for someone to walk away with from seeing your content, believer or non-believer? Um, man, I think for me, just to see someone, and I keep saying this word, just relatable, right? Like a lot of the times I feel like when, and maybe I'm just the uh, only one that thinks this way, but when I see other content creators, um, Christian or not Christian, um, like, you know, it's easy to see like the good sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's easy to see like, oh man, they must be living it up or they're, they're so right to the Lord. And the truth is like, I have hurts, I have struggles, I have doubts, I have insecurity. And I wanna see, or I wanna like, kind of be that role model or almost older brother for people you know that they see someone who despite these things like there are still people who you know want to desire and seek the lord um, people who want to just be obedient and surrendering to who god is i um, mean who god calls us to be and like i just wanted people to know like when they like you know talk to me comment um, when i respond like you know i see them that they are you know, loved and they're not alone. Ultimately, um, you know, I just want people, uh, I guess the best way to phrase it is to see like, hey, there's someone there who isn't living a perfect life that is still seeking the Lord. And I can relate to that and that'll give me hope, you know? Um, because I, I don't put out content that's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't put out content that's like, you know, every day is a wonderful day. Um, I make jokes because I'm a person. I have, you know, happy feelings because I'm a person. I have sad feelings because I'm a human. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we're all human. And, like, we serve a great God. Mm -hmm. And I guess in <laughs> regards to being a creator, or we keep talking about, like, the idea of creatives and the creator right mm -hmm. like when people see a painting cool they admire the painting but ultimately they're giving glory to who painted it right yeah. and some people may see my content and be like oh yeah he's a cool person but ultimately god made me mm -hmm. and everything i do i want to point back to god mm -hmm. and that means struggles that means doubts that means me um my Come ideas of like uncertainty <laughs> <laughs> just like everything that i'm going through and see it through the context of man how can i still honor god how can i still love god how can i still trust that god is good how can i still you know believe that god is moving and just all of these things that sometimes we as christians try to take away you know or maybe not take away but you know we try to hide we try to look perfect we try to think like if everything isn't good then that may mean god isn't good but <laughs> that's definitely not true yeah. god is good like despite circumstances like what happens to us isn't what you know says or dictates that whether or not god is good god is good because he is good amen and that's what kind of i want to point to i don't know if that made sense <laughs> oh, 100 <laughs> you know you honestly have been such a blessing and i knew you were gonna be a blessing from the moment that i stumbled upon your tiktok from the moment that you said <laughs> to jumping on the podcast and from the moment that kevin and i had our first like phone call with you like we both just got off the phone and kevin chime in but like 
I just was like, I don't know what oh, even the word is because English is my second here. <laughs> but I was just so overjoyed. Like, I was like, oh my God, you're so good that we are, like the fact that we're able to make this connection with another brother in Christ who is on the other side of, um, almost of the world, oh my gosh, on the other side of the country. <laughs> and like, it's just so crazy. And you have been such a blessing. Your content has been a blessing these all three recordings with you have been such a blessing hearing what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your church's life. And um, I kind of just wanted to give a little bit of a background to our listeners when you touched on your mom, because you and I had talked about it um, prior to actually starting um, the recording, but Daniel just recently posted on TikTok um, a couple days ago that he has been praying for years for his mom to, um, give you know her life over to the lord and she actually daniel why don't you just share about that i'll let you yeah. <laughs> you're sharing your story I just wanna, i'm like okay i don't want to mess okay. anything up so let's just have you tell it yeah so essentially since the moment i um gave my life to christ i've been you know praying for my entire family um, i had mentioned to both of you that in my uh, the entirety of my family i'm the only one who is a believer mm-hmm. on my mom's side and on my dad's side and like every single family member no one knows um, christ and so when i got to know christ one of the verses that stuck out to me or passages was from nehemiah 3 um when they were building the foundations of the walls of jerusalem and when they're building their foundations there were certain lists that said you know a father with a son a son with a father this like families coming together of different backgrounds and all these things and i was like man, I'm building my foundations of Christ and I don't want to build any foundations and, you know, not have my family with me almost. Like, um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're supposed to hate your family. (laughs) Just all these things that they take out of context. But, you know, um, to put that one into context, kind of like we're supposed to love God way more than our family. If we don't love our family, then we don't have to love God that much. If you really think about it. Mm-hmm. So the more I love my family, the more I love God. <laughs> it's another way to put it. And I was just like praying and just really believing. And after seven years, I'm just like here, you know, being me, um, <laughs> living my days. And I was like calling me and like, oh, what does mom do? And she's like, do you have a Bible I can borrow? And immediately, I was just like, what the heck? What do you mean? And she's like, yeah, I want to read. And I'm like, yeah, here you go. And then she tried, she she read the entire book of First Samuel, like, in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And then tried to give me the Bible. And she was like, can I borrow again next week? And I was just like, you can have that. <laughs> like, just keep it. Mm-hmm. And, Praise like, it's a, it's a baby step. But it's a good step because I know God is the one leading it. God is the one guiding it. And like one step with God is going to take her much more than like me dragging her 1,000 steps, you know. So, yeah, that was kind of the good news I posted on TikTok. I didn't expect any any like comments or anything because it was more like a personal thing. But then started commenting, like, believing in the same thing for my family, praying for the same thing for my family. And I was like, wow, you know, on TikTok, you think, like, everyone comes from a perfect family of believers because that's what it looks like. But all these people contending for their own family members, I was like, okay, I'm going to pray for each and every one of you because, like, 
because uh, God is good. Uh, <laughs> oh, he is so yeah. good. Yeah, when I read that, honestly, it just brought so much encouragement to me. Um, I've like, I know I've shared this with Kevin before, but one area that I struggle in is, I mean, I, I struggle in many areas, but <laughs> one that I'm going <laughs> to highlight right now um, <laughs> is um, I really, like, I'll pray for something and then I struggle coming back to that same thing and praying for it. So one thing that I've really been practicing is, and it might sound, on honestly, I don't care how it sounds, um, but it's just been working for me. I just made a little list on a piece of paper of certain things that I want to pray for every day. So I'll literally, every morning I do my to-do list for the day because I am unemployed and I have struggled with my mental health before. So I'm like, let me just add some structure to my life. But um, anyways, I do a to-do list every morning and my to-do list, I have... Um, you know, devotional, read this book, whatever. And then I have pray. So I, I'll go through that prayer list, the same list just about every day. And it hasn't changed for a while, but it's really been helping me to pray. Um, what is the word? I'm going to butcher it. Continuously? Is that the word? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that the right word? Great, I word. Great word? Okay. Without <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's really been helping me. So I also just want to encourage any of our listeners. I mean, listen to this testimony that Daniel is sharing. And, um, learn from my lack of structure that now I'm choosing to add structure to my life and to do really what the Bible calls us to do, which is to pray without ceasing and to continue to pray and not just pray once. I mean, there's going to be certain things I'm sure you're going to run through your life and you'll just pray for that one thing, but keep running back and keep lifting those things up in prayer um, until you see what the Lord's will is on that in your life. And it'll manifest in many different ways um, because God does listen to our prayers and he does care about them. And sometimes it'll be yes. And it may take seven years for your mom to ask you if she could borrow a Bible or it may be a year or maybe 10 years, right? Whatever. But I mean, like if we just continue to press in and pray and believe God for what he's going to do in that person's life, like Daniel said, I mean, God's one step with her, with his mom is going to be so much better than him pushing her 10,000 steps, or I may have said that wrong, but one step with God, right? But yeah, any who says, Daniel, you've been such a blessing, and thank you for jumping thank on you. and sharing with us and our listeners. Um, yes, thank you, Daniel. That was very encouraging. Um, when Nat showed me the TikTok video. I was like, wow, like God is good. And just like you sharing and being vulnerable with us and, you know, everyone who's listening about how, you know, we're not perfect. We all have our own struggles. And it's, for me, it's encouraging when I'm struggling with some, like when I'm currently struggling with something and, you know, you saying that it's it's a great reminder to me like man god is good like it just lifts me up and it builds me up reminding me that i'm not alone and i'm not the only one who struggles with uh things in life and it, it just feels awesome like i'm not alone thank you <laughs> yeah amen we are not alone i feel like it's also been one thing that's really contributed to um writing my blogs and even now like I'm about to get back on YouTube after like two years um and I really feel like I've been in a season where God has really shown me that truly and like it's in my heart like I believe it that in my weakness he is made strong you know his strength his strength works is perfected mm -hmm. in my weakness and um 
it's crazy. It's one thing to hear it and be like, yeah, 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 whatever. But it's another thing to really believe it in your heart and allow your heart to be circumcised by the truth of um, the word of God and what he is saying. And in believing that it's allowed me to be more bold and share um, some of my previous struggles. And I shared so many with Kevin, with my cousin, and it's just been, and even on my blog and the feedback that I've gotten back from people for so long, I didn't want people to know that I struggled with my depression, that I struggled with depression, that I struggled with anxiety for so long. I didn't want people to know that I had struggled with pornography for years. Like those aren't things that people want to talk about, you know, um, those are things I wanted to talk about. I didn't want people to know that I was struggling with those things. I wanted to put on this mask of I'm good. I go to church. I read my word. I read, you know, this book, that book. I listened to this preacher, that preacher, and just pretend like everything was fine, but it wasn't fine. And it's like, I was trying to hold up the walls and it got to the point where I was just so exhausted. And I, had to put my arms down because I couldn't hold it anymore and the walls came tumbling down and the walls hurt coming down you know but God was faithful and he went back in and he didn't just build a house back up overnight because he could have done that because he's God he can do anything but instead he chose to grab each piece and walk with me as we examined that piece and we put everything together and my house is still being built you know I'm not my house is going to continue to be built until the day of the Lord. So he comes back until the day I'm, you know, face to face with him. But it's just crazy being on this journey now and being able to walk in boldness and in humility and sharing the things that Jesus has done in my life. Um, because I see the impact and I see how it moves people um, and how it touches people. And I feel like that's our prayer too, even with this podcast, we want people to be able to relate. We want people to be able to smile on a day when they feel sad, when they're struggling with whatever, that they may put this podcast on and laugh or relate or feel encouraged, feel edified. Um, we just want life to be breathed onto every single dry bone that comes across this podcast, you know, but. Amen. <laughs> yeah, amen. Sorry, y'all. Again, I'm CEO. <laughs> Kevin is probably so sick of me. But we're wrap this podcast up. Um, Dale, again, thank you so much for coming on. You have been such a blessing. I pray that we can continue to stay in communication because you're so cool and I really like you. Um, and I love the content that you put out. And I've been so blessed by you being on the podcast us today and just sharing the verses that you shared you came prepared and um, <laughs> thank you so much I really appreciate that and um Kevin and I really just want to honor you um by praying for you and inviting our listeners to also pray for you pray for your family and to pray for the Bay Area that is so unreached and so um unchurched and the most unchurched and unreached area in the U.S. so I'm going to go ahead and pray for you and pray for your mom and pray just for your family. God, I just thank you so much uh, for Daniel's life. I thank you for the blessing that he has been, Lord, since I came across his TikToks to him now being on the podcast with us. And I thank you, God, because you just always go and you just make a way and you allow us to have these connections with our brothers and sisters in Christ that edify us and just encourage us. And I pray, Lord, that anyone that listens to this podcast, Father God, that it just may bless them, that it may just breathe life upon any dry bones in them, that it may make them laugh, encourage them, Lord. You know exactly what it's going to do, Father God. And I just pray that um, it happens, Lord, the way that you want it to happen. And 
yeah, I just thank you so much for Daniel's life, Lord. I thank you for the way that you radically um, brought him near to you and the way that you saved him, Father God. I just bless his life, Father. I pray for just a hedge of protection around him, Father God. I pray that he just may continue um, to grow closer to you and just continue to know you more. I pray, Father God, that you just reveal more of yourself to him every single day, Father God, that you just pour out upon him just your fresh oil, Father God, fresh anointing over his life, Father God. Um, I just pray, Lord, that every person that he talks to, Father, has an encounter with you through him, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I thank you so much um, for this testimony that he's able to share about his mom. And I thank you for what you're doing in her life, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the way that you're calling her and the way that you're wooing her, Father God, as the gentleman that you are, Lord. And I just pray, God, that as she reads your word, Father God, that it just may come alive. Father God, and that she may just thirst for more of you, Father God, and may she know that you are living water, Father God, and that in you, she can find water, Father, that will, she'll never be thirsty ever again, Father. And I just pray for the rest of his family, Lord. I pray, God, that you just continue to use Daniel in the way that you have, and that you just may let me he just may be a light to them father god in the midst of everything happening in their lives lord i come against the plan of the enemy right now in the name of jesus lord that they just may come to know you father god at your perfect time and i thank you for that i thank you that you have a plan for his mother and for the rest of his family members father god who may not know you lord and i just want to thank you father for bringing to our attention through Daniel, Father God, that the Bay Area is the most unreached and most unchurched area in the U.S., Father, and that is just so crazy, you know, um, at least to me, like, I hear, I'm like, whoa, like, in California, but, um, but I thank you, God, because I see how you do have your hand, Father, in the Bay Area, and I see it through the testimony of how you brought Daniel to come to know you, and even everything that you're doing through his church, how you brought them up from when he joined to having 13 members to now 120, and then this other church has, a, you know, around the same amount of people congregating to worship you, to praise you, Lord, and I just pray, God, that you just bring more and more people, Father God, into the knowledge of who you are, Lord. It's not about numbers, Father God. It's about these souls, Lord, that they may come to know you, Father God, and I pray your hand upon the Bay Area, Father God. I rebuke the spirit of pride, Father God. I rebuke the spirit of homosexuality, Father God. I rebuke the spirit of gossiping, Father God, the spirit of hate. Any spirit, Lord Jesus, that's in there of not of you, Father God, I just rebuke it in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you just rise up more people, Father God, who may come, Father God, so that um, to glorify you and to just spread your gospel, your message, your truth, more of you and less of us, Father God, not just in the Bay Area, but everywhere else, Father God, in this land, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.